Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Eclipse. Preface. All our attempts at subterfuge had been in vain. With ice in my heart, I watched him prepare to defend me. His intense concentration betrayed no hint of doubt though he was outnumbered. I knew that we could expect no help. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Eclipse. Oh my God, Julia. First of all, can I just tell you all the things that I want to guess based on this preface? Sure. One, people are going to come and help them. Okay. Because she's like, no one's going to come and help. Surely not. I'm like, "Mm, that means someone is. I know how narrative works. Two, I'm guessing that this is a standoff between Edward and Victoria. Uh Uh-huh. And I think Jacob is going to be the one who comes and helps. Do you think they're going to die as a trio? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Fourth book takes place in heaven to prove that vampires have souls. (laughs) And you play the harp in the background throughout it. Do you want to recap this extremely long chapter? Okay, yes, I'm ready. You want to count me in? Three, two, one, go. So Jacob wrote a letter to Bella being like, you're basically dead to me now, but it makes me sad. And Edward is coming over every day, and Charlie is really excited because Bella got into Alaska, Eastern, South State. And he's like, you don't have to be grounded anymore, even though she's been grounded. And... Edward also wants her to work on her college applications, and Bella's like, I miss Jacob, and Edward is like, too bad, you can't be friends with him anymore, and Bella's like, too bad, I want to be friends with him, and Charlie thinks that Bella needs friends other than Edward. That was good. It wasn't really chronological, it was just like a series of facts. Yeah, that's fine. It's a very fact-heavy chapter, so it makes sense that you did that. Julia, are you ready to do a more narrative way? No, I'm not. I'll do it, but not in a narrative way. Okay, are you ready to do a 30-second recap however you want? Yes. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. So Jacob says, you suck Bella, and then scratches it out, and then writes a few more notes, and then sends all of them, regardless of the fact he didn't want to send the other notes, whatever. Okay, um, Billy and Charlie are doing an intervention for Jacob because Jacob has depression, um, and... Her curfew can be lifted if she goes and sees more of her friends. And there's been a rift in her friend group, and it's Mike, 
Ben, Angela, Edward, Alice, Bella versus Lauren and Jessica. And she just has to hang out with them and then she can do whatever she wants. I have breaking news. One is that Seattle is trying to become the murder capital of the world, according to Charlie. Charlie is like, uh, the newspaper. And Bella's like, don't read it. And he's like, but there are all these murders happening. And I'm a cop. I know what it is. It's gangs. And then we find out from Edward that he thinks it's a vampire. Dun, dun, dun. And we find out that a lot of crime that we think humans do, actually vampires do. They are running amok out there. Other pieces of breaking news. Charlie does not know what ground it is. Because... Bella's grounded for doing really bad things, right? Like running away for a few days and having a motorcycle. And yet she's still allowed to see her boyfriend every day. Alice is still allowed to come over. Charlie and my mom were not on the same page about what grounded meant. I mean, I think that Bella's negotiation where she's like, I'm going to move out, like really got to him. Oh, you think I should have threatened to move out more often as a 12 year old when I was grounded. Okay, my bad, my bad. I have one other piece of breaking news, which is that I I didn't realize this. Bella can't go to college after she's been turned into a vampire because she would eat people and that would be sad and bad. Recently, I was like, uh, college should be option A, but they explained why it's not. Online school. We're all doing it now, Bella. It's a fad. Can't eat people over Zoom. Okay, Julia, what about you? Any breaking news? Okay. It seems like Jacob uses a fountain pen to write his notes. There's ink splatters all over the page. Bella posits maybe it's because he broke the pen while writing and then continued to use it. Um, But I think he uses a fountain pen. You don't think he's using a quill? I hope not. Quill's a nice guy. He shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) A quill. Not quill the human. I think he's using a quill and like an ink pot. Maybe. That's equally fun. Okay. Yep. True. I saw it with my own eyes. Okay. Charlie is literally the most incompetent man alive. He doesn't know he can't microwave metal. Like, it starts to have lightning in there. Like, what is he not noticing about the microwave situation when he tries to microwave a glass container of pasta sauce with the metal lid on? He's the biggest idiot in the world. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about that. How did he literally eat before Bella got there? Canned beans. Just room temperature. (laughs) like individual yogurts or starbucks isn't that out in the west and we know that that's the best bagel out there because according (laughs) to you there aren't bagels west of new york city yeah he's having his starbucks bagels and his frappuccinos every day (laughs) (laughs) extra whip my last piece of breaking news is that edward is the original orchestrator of the college admission scheme (laughs) That lady from Desperate Housewives, that lady from Full House, Edward was there first. So what do you think his scheme was? Because Bella guesses it's a library wing, but that's not even illegal. So like Alice is photoshopping like her on the basketball court with like extended legs being like she's an athlete. Let her join your Alaskan team. Jacob's legs on Bella's (laughs) body. (laughs) Exactly. Do you have any genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I really love Angela, right? Like Angela is so loyal. She's like, it's not Bella's fault that she got depressed. I'm with her. She's in love. I'm going to go like sit at this table with her. Like Angela is just like a top notch A plus friend. Totally. But interestingly, 
another moment of genuine enjoyment was that Jessica was like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I respect both of these choices. I'm like, yes, Angela, be loyal, understand mental health issues. And then I'm like, yes, Jessica, be wary of somebody who like put you in a dangerous situation while going to a movie night and someone who like never asked you about your breakup, even though you were both going through breakups at the exact same time and who only reaches out to you when she wants to use you. Yes. I love both of these women. Yeah. I was happy to see them both. I mean, they're finally back at school. We got no school last book and I love school. What about you, Julia? Did you enjoy anything? I liked how this chapter had like the flair of an after school special of like people in the 90s, like stiltedly trying to talk about depression. I thought that was like a fun tidbit. Here, let me find it. Let me do a reenactment. Billy's worried about Jacob, Charlie said. Jake's having a hard time right now. Dot, 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 dot. He's depressed. (laughs) I had a health teacher who all she did was show us after school specials. So I feel like in the sixth grade, I saw all of them. My favorite one, which I saw at least three times, was just about not getting into white bands. (laughs) I think I've seen that one too. Yeah. And I am 38 years old and I still have never gone into a white van. I'm glad that stuck with you. Do you have any pieces of advice? I do. My first one is for Edward, and it's like a pretty big commitment that I'm advising him to undertake with this first piece of advice. And so I just want to say, Edward, I know I'm asking a lot from you right now, but I am here to support you. I really think that you should start a vampire orientation program to initiate new recruits. It turns out that new recruit vampires go on like killing sprees and that that is really bad. And I think it's in part really bad because quote unquote gang members get blamed for it. So probably the wrong kids are being incarcerated, not to mention, of course, people being murdered is bad. And so I think as soon as you find out that there is a young vampire, you should come and take them under your wings and teach them how to hunt big game. I'm guessing that you have some sort of plan in place for how you're going to do this for Bella. I don't think that you are just going to allow Bella to go on like a human murder spree once she turns into a vampire. And so I think since you're building a curriculum for Bella anyway, you should really try to get as many people involved in it as possible. Maybe you can just start with the Northwest Territory and then branch out from there. But that's my advice. Start a new vampire orientation program. I mean, I just can't believe the Volturi haven't gone on this yet, given it's like their one goal to inconspicuously murder people. Obviously, they have problems because like they're doing it in batches of 40 in the same place every time, which seems pretty conspicuous to me. But it seems very aligned with their mission. They're just bad at it. Totally. I wonder if Edward could like pitch them for funding, right? Like I know that the Cullens actually have a lot of money, but like I think that the Volturi could probably, you know, like help with some of the infrastructure, buy a building for them to teach the classes. Another haunted castle. Yeah. I just really think that Edward should take the helm of this though. He has no other hobbies. All he does is play Claire de Lune again and again on the piano. Yeah. No, I I think it's great for him to give back to his community. Julia, what about you? What advice do you have? So I think Charlie needs to go to sick burn school. He gives the most boring response ever. Let me read. Bell is no longer grounded, Edward asked. Though I knew he wasn't really surprised, I couldn't detect any false note in the sudden excitement in his voice. Conditionally, Charlie corrected through his teeth, what's it to you? It's like, 
He's at that house for hours every day. So the what's it to you totally doesn't land. You know, he's being passive aggressive, but he's not even being good at being passive aggressive. So I came up with a good passive aggressive statement that he can use in its place. Vanessa, ask me, Bella's no longer grounded. Hi, Charlie. This is Edward. Is Bella no longer grounded? And then I want him to be like, nominally, but it's not like you care about my parental boundaries regardless of what I say. Oh, burn. You should have faked cried. Oh, sorry, so sorry. I'm still Edward. Oh, what a burn, Charlie. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you for your help in this rendition. I also think Charlie should just point out to him, it's not like she was ever grounded in a way that impacted you. Like, now you guys can go out, but you were still allowed to see her every day. Because I'm a bad parent and don't know how to actually punish my child. And I don't know how to microwave. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you have a second piece of advice? So there seems to be a lot of confusion and miscommunication between Bella and Edward about when exactly she's going to be turned into a vampire. And I think it's causing larger problems for the two of them, like He wants her to go to college. And she's like, I can't go to college because I'll eat people. And he's like, maybe you want to do freshman year of college first. And she's like, yeah. And I'm just like worried that there's going to be like a waste of money. Like they're going to donate something for the Cullen building at Dartmouth and she's not going to go. Like, and that money could be invested in the orientation program, et cetera, et cetera. So my advice is to Bella and Edward, like have this conversation once and for all. Pick a date. Put it on the calendar. Draw a heart around it in blood. Like, just really go for it and decide. Because this, like, back and forth and lack of clarity, I feel like is just difficult for everybody. And so out and out argument about it. Lock yourselves in a room and figure it the F out. I feel like they should almost try to book, like, a wedding venue because those are so strict about, like, getting a date and having to keep it regardless of COVID, regardless of, like, I don't know, wildfires, I'm sure. So, like, book a wedding venue, go to your local rustic barn, and change her. Because once you commit to that wedding date, there's no going back. I love that. Like, order flowers, right? Just, like, spend some money and, like, make it a thing. And then you won't go back on it. What about you? What's your second piece of advice? 
Okay, well, obviously Jacob should rewrite the note in a new <laughs> piece of paper because the whole crossing out fragment sentences and then sending it on the piece of paper with those is either like a really interesting psychological move or pure idiocy. I'm leaning towards pure idiocy given what I know about Jacob, but like I would accept an argument that like he wants her to know it and is being truly passive aggressive about all of his main thoughts. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is that this really seems to be like a lack of distinction between the point of conversation and the point of the written word. Like the point of the written word is that you get to edit and make sure that what you say is something that you are proud of being in a final document. So like I don't want to see all of your errors. If this is the kind of conversation you wanted to have with Bella, like pick up the phone and like have it voice to voice or like go over there and talk to her. No respect for the written word. I know. I I have just like one bonus piece of advice. Oh, sure. Like Bella should become legit best friends with Angela. She's so great. And Bella's like already cutting off their friendship because she's like, I'm going to have to go away at some point. Like, friendship is nourishing. It'll teach you lessons. It lets you practice love, and it lets you practice being loved. And, like, I think that you should spend your last few months as a human being attached at the hip with Angela. That's so cute. I love that. She's been such a gem this whole series. I know. I love her. I mean, part of the issue is that she really needs to have a good plan for faking her own death eventually. But that doesn't need to happen now. She has years ahead of her before it, like, People are confused about why she still looks 18 when she's 40. This is a long game issue. Yeah. And also, like, she can just pretend to become really vain and be getting a lot of Botox. Yeah. She could just put, like, things on top of her face, like, to make it look like she's gotten Botox. But really, it's just a mask. I know we've touched on this before, but not getting good at aging makeup is a real missed opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a little tidbit as well, if you don't mind me sharing. Amazing. Which is for the whole Cullen family. All of a sudden, they're relying on Alice's visions to protect them from Victoria and the Volturi, as though they don't remember last month when her visions failed and two people almost killed themselves. Horrible strategy. Yeah, they really need to stick to Alice is good at predicting stocks. And like, maybe that's it. Yeah, and remember the birthday party where, like, total disaster? She didn't predict that. It's just, she cannot be trusted. Like, stick to your expertise, Alice. So, Julia, for season three of Twilight and Quarantine, we have decided to add a segment, which is called Reality TV Corner. What's our musical transition for it? I feel like reality TV uses a lot of really dramatic music, like, boom. Dun-dun. (laughs) Dun-dun. That's a better sound for it. But anyway, so every episode, we're going to be rotating through a couple of reality TV shows. And today, what we're going to do is talk about The Bachelor. So like if The Bachelor came to Forks. So this is now an episode of The Bachelor in which we are going to send two characters on an imaginary alone date and then see whether or not one of them gets the rose. And you, our beautiful listeners, can vote on who you think should get the rose on Instagram and Twitter. Julia, who have you chosen to send on your date and what is the date? Your reality narration voice is like not romantic enough personally for The Bachelor, but I'll continue. No, 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 no. I can do it. I can do it. So, Julia, who are you sending on a date tonight? 
And what is their date? So I am going to send Rosalie and Lauren on a date, white water rafting. (laughs) I hope that they can bond over hating Bella and being mean lesbians. (laughs) It is my dream that they fall in love amid the rapids. But really, listeners, it's up to you as to whether they fall in love or they realize they're too similar to be together. I mean, one has long hair and one has short hair. So, like, I think it's going to be a perfect match. Why are you sending them down the rapids? I've never been. And always on The Bachelor, there's this, like, kitschy little, like, reason for them to do stupid stuff. So it's like, relationships are tumultuous. How can they withstand the rapid changes that they will experience on the raft? (laughs) So good. I watch a lot of The Bachelor. (laughs) Okay, who are you sending? Where are they going? What do you hope will happen? So I'm sending Angela and Bella on a date. And I am sending them on a fancy version of the date that Bella and Jessica went on. Because like from the reality TV point of view, it can be like it didn't go well with Jessica when they went to dinner in a movie. How will it work for Angela and Bella? And so they go to one of those movie theaters that they like serve you cocktails and food and they have fake IDs because Bella and Alice know how to do that really well. And so they can drink the cocktails And they just have such a better time than Bella did with Jessica. So, like, they're walking and they see a bunch of guys on motorcycles. And Angela is like, would it make you feel good and, like, give you a little adrenaline rush to get on one? And Bella's like, I don't need that. I'm with you. And then they hold hands. I almost thought you were going to turn and be like, Angela steals the motorcycle and rides off with her in the sunset. Or, like, maybe it just goes as badly and, like, Bella should never go to the movies with anyone because we see her do it twice in the last book and it didn't go well either time. So it's like, are the movies cursed for Bella Swan? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Wow. I'm so excited for the dates. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I do. So, like, a lot of hay is being made about Weathering Heights in this book. It's like, it's Bella's favorite book. She reads it so much that everyone's like, why do you read it so much? And I like sort of agree because Jane Eyre, everyone knows the better Bronte book. But Bella is describing the book to us and she says, turn of the century novel. And I would just like to say the book takes place at the turn of the 18th to 19th century. It takes place in the early 1800s. And you can't say turn of the century about many centuries ago. And I would actually say now in 2020, turn of the century means like early 2000s. I don't even Mm -hmm. think it means early 1900s anymore. But it definitely does not mean early 1800s anymore. And so I would like to tell Bella that Weathering Heights does not take place in the early 1900s and like get your facts straight about your favorite book. I mean – Wuthering Heights is mentioned so many times in this chapter as Romeo and Juliet was in the last book. Like, do you think this book is going to turn into Wuthering Heights? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a lot of mixed messages based on, like, the format of how Stephanie Meyer is doing this. In the book Twilight, the prologue was Genesis, but, like, the text that was discussed repeatedly was Macbeth. But then in New Moon, the prologue was Romeo and Juliet, and then the text that was discussed was Romeo and Juliet. And then in this one, it's Fire and Ice by Robert Frost in the prologue, but it's Weathering Heights in the content of the book. So if we're looking for past patterns to inform our current assumptions on this book, my question is, is the first book more like Genesis or Macbeth? Genesis. 
Yeah, I think it's more like Genesis. So I think that based on that pattern, this book has to be more fire and ice. Although maybe she's trying like a new thing every time. So like maybe the first one was about Genesis. The second one is like, oh, all Romeo and Juliet. And this one is going to be Weathering Heights. I don't know. I don't feel like she's established a clear pattern. It's a very complex series we're reading. But Julia, you love Weathering Heights. I do. So if you were to guess how this will turn into Weathering Heights, how would you guess it will? Will everyone be miserable and die? Based on Weathering Heights, what I expect to have happen is Bella's going to get with Jacob. They're going to have a baby. The baby is going to look a lot like Bella. Edward is also going to have a baby. And then Bella and Jacob's baby gets with Edward's baby. And then Edward and Bella are dead by the end of it. I think it's going to be like Weathering Heights, the Kate Bush music video. So I think that Bella's going to put on a hot pink dress and dance with trees. Yeah. Okay. That adds up to me. She's going to get into ballet. We know she has experience in ballet studios, so. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for Bella to turn into Kate Bush. Anyway, that's it. Those were my, like, confused Twilight Diary things. What about you? I would just like to have a personal update for this book where I'm really trying to approach it from a new lens. I don't like Edward, as people um, maybe have guessed. (laughs) What? But I'm hoping in this book, every time... Bella mentions how hot Edward is. I really try to like embody that and like feel that overcome because it happens so often that I'm like, yeah, whatever, he's hot. I don't find him hot, but I'm going to try to really imagine him as hot to me and see if that changes things about how much I like him. That's my new personal goal. So who are you picturing when you picture hot to me? Diego Luna. Diego Luna, like Diego Luna in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Totally. Exactly. Oh, my God. Julia, did you know that Dirty Dancing Havana Nights only has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes? Have they watched the movie? Like, clearly not, because it is an excellent film. Twilight has 49%. I don't think these people have any taste. (laughs) I'm just now looking at pictures of Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, and Diego Luna is so hot in it. Okay, great. I am also going to picture Edward as Diego Luna, and I think that that is going to go a long, long way for my enjoyment of these books. Thank you, Julia. Changes. Changes. Here we go. So what do you want to put in Bella's care package? I want to fold up a little lawyer and send a lawyer Bella's way. It seems like Edward listens to treaties and also listens to the vote of his family. So I want a lawyer to be there to like have a contract be made where like the whole family agrees and Edward agrees and Bella agrees and it says I will let Bella do what she wants and they'll all sign and Edward will listen to it so Bella can finally stop having to fight Edward anytime she makes a personal choice. Ugh, I love that. So smart. Freedom for Bella. What are you going to put in Bella's care package? So I'm going to give her something to give to Charlie, but it'll actually make her life easier. So I think that Charlie needs like a cookbook for beginners. So I started doing research and it turns out that cookbooks for beginners actually think that you already know how to operate a microwave. And so there isn't a book basic enough for Charlie. So I think what I'm going to do is get Charlie a new microwave because that will come with a microwave guidebook. Because I'm guessing that this microwave is so old that he like doesn't have the manual. And so I'm going to get him a new microwave so that it comes with the manual. And so he can at least learn how to operate a microwave because, you know, like baby steps. Yeah. Next step is Instant Pot. Maybe next step is actually just like boiling water. Wow. 
because I'm not sure he knows how to do that. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that Charlie is going to re-ground Bella. I think he's going to talk to Renee and Renee's going to be like, that's not what grounding means. No, Renee wouldn't know. So he has to learn it like at the police station from like a good parent who works there. Maybe like the receptionist there is a really good mom. And so she's going to be like, that's not grounding. She didn't learn anything. She just, she's a homebody anyway and an introvert anyway. And you basically just gave her permission for social isolation to stay at home and make out with her boyfriend. And Charlie's going to be like, okay, do over. You're grounded again. I mean, Renee's definitely not going to show up because she has evacuated the books and the plot. So I do not think she's coming in next chapter. Yeah, no more Renee for sure. She's off having good sex with her new young husband. Happy for you, Renee. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a microwave guide from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced by Ariana Nettleman. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I think Jane Eyre is so much better than Weathering Heights. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.